Welcome to another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. Uh, this is episode number 21. As always, I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. Man, this podcast is old enough to drink now. Yeah, we've uh, we've made it, guys. I think this is, like I said last week, this is the year that we're going to sell out. We're going to sell out so hard. Just as soon as, as soon as corporate America knows that we're willing to sell out. Uh, yeah, I mean, all the previous sponsors should find out really soon that we are available for sale. Blue Apron, Casper, Purple Mattress, uh, BlackPeopleMeat.com. Uh, we are available for sale. Oh, Popeye's Chicken. Actually, oh, God. we'll do it. We'll do us. We'll we'll do a spot for you guys for free. Don't have to pay us in dollars. Let's pay some chicken. Ben, Stu, and I will pay. Will we will accept payment in chicken sandwiches or just chicken in general? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I don't want. It's true. I don't want the chicken sandwich. Yeah, don't to get don't pigeon out. don't we don't want to pigeonhole I mean chicken chicken hole hole ourselves <laughs> into a corner and only get ch- the chicken sandwiches because the entire menu is great. We don't want to chicken hole ourselves in a bucket box of wow. of chicken. <laughs> there was something there, but well, um, this has been. Pretty fantastic, but I just wanted to check in with you guys, see what else you guys have. It's been 21 wonderful episodes, and uh, it's definitely been a pleasure uh, hosting with you guys. Uh, how was your New Year's? It was, it was uh, uneventful. Yeah, I'm not big yeah. on I'm not big on New Year's actually. Did you at least watch the ball drop? I mean, yeah, just... we did went through the motions, but I did not. What about you, Ben? I, I I just sat at home, and did nothing. It was really nice. uneventful. Just like just like every other night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm recording this podcast. I did open a bottle of um, champagne. Pompey. No, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was like Wilson Creek, like, or something. But I popped the cork and it exploded everywhere. So that was fun. Oh, nice. that was actually that's eventful. Yeah. That, that's the only way to, to celebrate yeah. New Year's. If you're not drenched in alcohol, yep, I'm sure you're just probably doing something wrong. Um, actually, kind of reminds me. We should probably try to put together another trip like we did when we went up to Big Bear. Uh, was that yeah. three years ago now? Four was, years ago? Wow, that was 2017, I think. 2016 New Year's Eve to 2017. Wow, three years ago. That was uh. It's quite some time ago, guys. Yeah, yeah was, we should do something. Fun. We should do that because Orville said that we we're supposed to do something this month, but I don't think it's happening. What was the thing that we were supposed to do? Vegas. Oh right. Wait, when did that get mentioned? Like in December. I, I, I don't know, Dave. We <laughs> can't keep track of all the things we talk about and keep you That's updated. True. And... Well, we actually we do keep we do keep track. It's this podcast. Oh. Yeah, so if we discuss it here, this is kind of like the the running schedule. Correct. Orville, when are you available? Tell us in the comments. (laughs) Below. All right, sounds good. Well, it sounds like we all had very similar uh, New Year's this year. Uneventful? Um, I mean, it was kind of eventful. I spent it with uh, Irene Mm -hmm. and uh, her family. We played board games and uh, watched her dad try to, you know, play, uh, what's that, Code Names? Oh. A board game, so oh. that was pretty fun. It sounds more fun yeah, than was fun. what I was doing. So, yeah. Well, he finished an entire bottle of champagne, so I, <laughs> by also, himself. <laughs> also, the sounds more fun. Nice. So, yeah. Yes, it was enjoyable. It was definitely fun. Was had by all. 
Um, so we'll go ahead and move on. So this week, we our movie of the week is Uncut Gems. Um, besides that, what else did you guys uh, catch up on, or did you guys see anything else? I know, Ben, you saw Cats. Oh, yes, I did. Man, and what... I gotta tell you, I, I really Don't wish even... I watched this instead of Star Wars. Wow. You are really I selling just, this point. I don't even, I can't even tell anymore because on the one hand, he's probably just saying that to annoy me. But on the other to hand, get a rise out of you. Yeah, on the other the hand, rise he, of he might be completely serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, if we're using Stu's scale, that's actually a good thing. <laughs> well, let me just say this: like when I was watching this film, like I were watched you drunk it, or high. I was. I had a few drinks. Not gonna lie, it oh, was see, two hours, and honestly, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like literally, the two hours passed by, <laughs> and then suddenly the credits started rolling. I'm like, wait. What, what was the plot of this? Ten out of ten, best movie ever. What, what, what was? All right, what well, so, let, let's just roll through a really quick summary. Ben, what were your feelings about it? Well, it, every song was literally, it was like one after the other. There was no speaking parts, and it was just every song was a cat introducing itself. And oh, then so it was just it. more like a. It literally was just a musical where every everything is in song form. Like, yeah, I mean, but there's no talking parts at all, so it was just like that's yeah, oh. yeah. So I didn't know what oh. was going on, but damn, if I didn't say like those songs are stuck in my head. So three out of ten. <laughs> oh my god, he gave it higher than Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Yeah, but that's barely. So it could really be just the fact that he's giving his drunkenness three out of ten. That's true. Did I enjoy myself? So yes. if we given it the say, here's this thing: if we gave him the same treatment for Rise of Skywalker and we got him really hammered, I don't know if he would have given it a two. I don't. He might have given might, it a five. He might have given it lower because he might have been really been like <laughs> letting it go with like. Uh, that's not how uh, droids work in the Star Wars universe. Uh, stupid idiots. Or, I don't know. To be honest, I would probably just been yelling, "Where's the fuck it or the pod races?" That's true. And he, yeah. So there you go. That alone would have given where, it. Where? Where are the pod races? Yeah. Where's the pod races? They're in San Diego. They're in San Diego. Oh, oh funny, David. Wow. That's so funny. Excellent. All right, got my sports joke in for today. <laughs> wow. All right, um, uh, Stu, did you see anything else besides Uncut Gems? I did not, other than just watching a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus. Um, catching up on more Simpsons? How far are you? I actually haven't been watching Simpsons lately. I got distracted by watching um, a bunch of my sister got me like watching like a bunch of like the Disney movies. Just like one of them I've been watching a lot is Zootopia. Oh, okay. watched, that like, one's really good. I really like that movie. <laughs> oh, really? That one's really oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Bateman's in it. Yeah, yeah of Jason course Bateman. It's good. Dude, he plays a slick Id- fox. Idris who, Elba. No, he. Oh yeah, Idris yeah, Elba doesn't know that. what's good for him. Yeah, he's the uh, uh, chief. Yeah. What's his name? Chief, chief of police. Whatever. Yeah, chief water buffalo. Yeah. Or oxen. I'm not sure what he is. I think but... he's a water buffalo. Yeah. I think I've he's seen it enough bull. times by now. <laughs> Wait, wait, enough <laughs> times? How many times did you watch it? I think he's probably seen it at least three times. What? I would say sometimes it's I'd, so enjoyable. Sometimes I turn it on and just have it in the background. Holy like, shit! I don't know why, but that, it's because it's so good. Yeah, like, every sure. scene, no, so no you complaints. Just watch it and you're just like, 
yeah i mean yeah. it's very it's a very pleasing movie i don't know what to say yep just like uh, rise of skywalker yeah just like that yeah. one you know yeah, self-contained really enjoyable <laughs> you know this movie is making the next generation of youth furries and it's still better than sky rise of skywalker uh what do you mean making (laughs) they they were i'm sure they were the the primary influence for zootopia i'm pretty sure you can go back like to sonic and you know you you can go that far back (laughs) what do you mean back yeah that's true well all right well we're divulging here so let's not let's not go that far all right so it sounds like we had a pretty eventful week i've been catching up on some uh some simpsons obviously nice. it's been it's been some quite some time uh, i did catch up on watching i did rewatch uh, inside out i forgot how much i actually enjoyed that film huh. but i only watched it once maybe i'll do the same thing it's yeah just do what i in it's background come join me david it's it's really fun <laughs> well it's either that but i'm just so engrossed in street sharks oh my oh, god are you watching it are you really watching it's on youtube I, uh, i've been me- i shit i need to go back and do that holy shit yeah well it, it's on youtube and so like i'll kind of like put it on i'll think i'm gonna watch it and i get up to go do something and come back and i'm like dang it yeah, I damn forgot. four How episodes get to this point and i started all over again so yeah <laughs> this this is a i think i've watched the first episode probably four times now you just refuse to move on with the rest of the series i just can't <laughs> wrap my head around it that, I, you know I'm just, you know what people who have never seen street sharks go watch the first episode and I'm, maybe you can explain some stuff to me that'd be great i'm just gonna i'm just gonna float this out this little idea out here i i would not be against having like a, a mini segment in each episode where we go over each we like watch in addition to the movie of the week we watch like a, a single an episode of street sharks <laughs> and then and then do like a quick a quick uh you know recap segue yeah oh just do a quick aside street shark update yeah. episode two yeah guys what were your thoughts i wouldn't be yeah. a, um, a cliffhanger maybe. <clears throat> yeah maybe that'll be what we do is <laughs> well or like an so, all right show next week's assignment yeah. next week's assignment is going to be uh reviewing street sharks episode one okay ben i'll send you the link is that so the extra credit it. you mean that's extra credit that is the extra credit. okay okay excellent all right. Well, uh, let's jump straight into our box office rundown for this week. Uh, numbers one through three are kind of not much of a surprise. Number one, Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, thirty-four point five million. Jumanji: The Next Level, twenty-six million. Little Women and Frozen switch places, so Little Women's number three with thirteen point six. Frozen number four with eleven point eight. A newcomer to the group is The Grudge with 11.4. Number six, uh, down from number five, is Spies in Disguise. That's the Tom Holland and uh, Will Smith cartoon animated movie about a uh, pigeon who is a spy or a spy that turns into a pigeon. One or the other. Something about that. Yeah. Number, Number seven is Knives Out. Number eight is our movie of the week, Uncut Gems, with 7.5. Bombshell comes at number nine. And the movie of the week that Ben wanted was Cats. That's number <laughs> 10, down from number eight. And falling out of the top 10 is Richard Jewell, all the way down to number 12. Um, guys, any surprises in there? Any? Um, were you guys surprised to buy the. Well, who knows anything about The Grudge for this one? I did is not. Is this the, a remake? I did yeah. not even know they were 
redoing or sequeling it? What is it? A remake? Yeah, it's a remake. Okay. Um, have, what what have your what have you been hearing about it? Is it good? Is it faithful to the original one? I've heard it... that it's not too great, but um, well, I mean Sam Raimi is producing it, but that's not saying much. I would like to see Sam Raimi going back into the director's chair. I, I was kind of excited mm. when I kind of heard about it. It's like, oh, hey, it's a horror movie, and Sam Raimi's attached to it. I was hoping he was back to directing, but now we, we got producer's credit for it. So uh, hopefully he does come back and actually hits us with another uh, horror film, because it's been way too long. When was the last one that he did? I think it was Drag Me to Hell. Oh, okay. you really like that one, huh? I really like Drag Me to Hell. I love that Drag one. Me to I will Hell. say, I will say that movie was surprisingly good for me. Like, I was not expecting it to be good because of Justin Long, <laughs> but uh, it was actually really creepy and just a really good, uh, scary movie. Yeah, it wasn't just creepy. It was. It's this weird blend of horror comedy that you rarely see anymore. You know, it's like something that really freaks you out but then you can look back and say like wow that was so fucking silly you know and it's supposed to be that way you know i guess like, uh that makes sense because i'm just looking at uh his imdb right now and he's the executive producer on a show that i need to get back on which is ash versus the evil dead yeah uh wait i did they cancel that uh well i know there's a they, there's a third season on netflix that i haven't watched yet that just came out i think last year yeah, I don't know if it's it might be canceled after that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we need more Bruce Campbell and more Sam Raimi shit, man. Um, any other notes on here besides the fact that you know we have Uncut Gems is still in the top tens. Oh shit! Uh, Frozen actually slid kind of far as opposed to what I was expecting. I thought Frozen would probably last through the Christmas and still probably hold on to like a top three spot, but it looks like the uh, Little Women are making a you know, little climb up. Wow. The, uh, wow. <laughs> sorry, that didn't land as well as I thought it would. All right. Do um, they ever? No. <laughs> Shh, quiet. They don't, they don't know that. Well, actually, they probably know that by now. I'm kind of surprised, although I guess I should stop being surprised at this point um, about, like, Jumanji. Wait, when did Jumanji come out? Uh, I can't remember. That was uh, four weeks, a month ago. Yeah, and it's four, still four number two. The Rock has a lot of pull, man. I guess, like, yeah, I guess I'm, I keep, un- I mean, I really like The Rock, and I guess I keep underestimating the mood, like, the the ability of his movies to do well. Yeah, so I think in general, um, you know, that's pretty much where we thought it was going to be. You know, Cats is, <laughs> how much, uh, I'm going to, I'm trying to, I want to be able to see it, because I, based on what Ben was saying, if it's that much better than Skywalker, that probably means I'm going to end up giving it a nine. <laughs> if it's only one spot better. Um, did you guys get a chance to catch the Golden Globes on Sunday? Oh, only the part where Ricky Gervais roasted everyone. And what about the part where 1917 won Best Picture and it hasn't even been wide released yet? Jeez, I, I didn't hear about that. I did not hear that. Yeah, 1917 won Best Picture in a, in a Drama. Parasite, a movie that we all picked as a very as like top tier S tier, won best foreign film. Nice, uh, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, I was very excited to, to know that 1917 is, uh, you know, did so well already, and it hasn't even hit theaters all the way through yet. Yeah, take take notes, uh, City of God uh, director, writer, creator, whoever. Uh, that's how you do a foreign film. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I I have I harbor a lot of negative feelings towards that movie. Wait, why? I haven't. Seen I don't know. It. I just don't like it. Like. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. I mean, when I guess did City really of God come out? About it, two thousand two. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, two thousand two. I'm only bringing it up because Joe made me watch it. So that's a thirteen year old grudge right there. Well, it's only like a an eight month grudge for me because that's when I saw it first. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the grudges at number five. Wow, <laughs> uh, David. Damn it! So close. You, all right, well, at least I'm <laughs> consistently bad. <laughs> yeah. What was I going to say? I completely forgot what I was what I was thinking. <laughs> what, was it another pun? No. Uh, don't worry, David. I'll save yes, you. Maybe. Um, yeah. Something I just noticed when I was on the IMDb for Sam Raimi. Raimi? Raimi? Yeah, Sam whatever. Raimi. Raimi? Whatever. Uh, it looks like he's also the uh, producer for The Last of Us movie. Ooh. Wait, the adaptation of the PlayStation game from Naughty Dog. No, yeah. the fucking adaptation of the nineteen or eighteen ninety four novel. Uh, oh, excellent! That's my favorite one. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so before we jump over to these, you know, to talking about our movie of the week, uh, uncut gems, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. So now that you know, twenty nineteen is done. We've seen quite a number of films. If you guys had to pick your favorite film out of 2019, what would it be? Oof. Just of the ones we we watched since we started recording, or just overall? Um. Yeah. Any overall. I mean, how about I'll give you two choices. One, it doesn't have to necessarily be the same one, but it could be the movies that we've seen that we've reviewed, or, uh, and then another one which is your favorite film that we haven't mentioned. Uh, ben, I know that you have a long category, uh, you know, catalog. I'm also like Stu go first. Oh, okay. Um, I think the I would say of the movies we just haven't mentioned at all, probably I think on the spot my favorite would probably be uh, Zootopia. Well, if this were 2016, <laughs> then I would. That's what I would say. Um, yeah shit it'll probably be okay for movies we haven't talked about i'll probably say uh john wick 3 and then for movies we did uh talk about i'll say uh shit maybe joker okay i'm trying to i'm just like i was hoping that was gonna win golden gold i'm just like quickly looking back at some of the movies that came out this year because i don't have a good memory so okay uh ben for you favorite one that we've reviewed on this cast well, I mean, this technically came out in 2019, and if you guys, you know, <laughs> yeah, would have gotten off your lazy asses to go see it, you know, 1917, that whoa, was... Whoa, whoa, hey, pump, pump, pump the brakes here. What do you pump, mean, pump. you guys? You guys. You, you know you know what I mean by you people. You people. Oh, okay, just by you yeah, people. people. Okay, Taiwanese so people. If, okay, so if we had... Well, if I had been invited, I, <laughs> I just would have had a chance to... Dude, what, we're, what we're gonna hang out with a taiwanese guy yeah what the hell <laughs> is this? that's fine 
I figure we're just going to postpone this review by uh, like three weeks. <laughs> um, so, okay, since that was the movie, that's the movie you would have picked if we had a chance to all review yeah. it last year. Yeah. Um, what about a movie that we actually did review? Uh, if we did a movie that we actually did review last year, uh, it, uh-huh. it would be probably Jojo Rabbit. Favorite one. Jojo Rabbit. Nice. It really ca- caught me by surprise. Yeah. What about a movie that we we didn't review as a group? Uh, I would have to say Lighthouse. I really like Lighthouse. Okay. Um, I guess it becomes a kind of a follow-up question. Stu, you mentioned that um, your favorite film that we reviewed together was... Joker? Oh my gosh, I already completed Yeah, Joker. Would you like to change your rating? Because I believe you gave it a 9. No, I think it's... that's. It's a it's solid. Good. Where's that? Okay. It's a solid nine. What about you, Ben? Would nope. you have changed your rating for JoJo? I think I gave it a ten at the time, right? I don't. Yeah. I don't think you did. I don't think anyone's given. A I don't 10 think yet. anybody gave any tens because I was holding out. I'm pretty on it. Sure, Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one gave a ten yet because I think we would have made a big deal about it. I think. Okay. I gave a ten well, to something. No, wait. He gave Dora a ten. Oh, oh yeah, Dora. No, I gave it a DS. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, I think my favorite film from last year that we reviewed together was Parasite. Ooh, nice, nice. That we sort of reviewed together. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Well, me and Stu reviewed together, and then <laughs> we had um, Ben had in. But I think, oh man, that's tough because I really want to say the El- I want to say El Camino. Ooh, yeah, that's a good choice too. Does that count because I really enjoyed the the experience of going to um all the way out to the alamo yeah um alamo draft house i think that factors in i'm picking then i'm putting picking el camino i think as 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 a breaking bad fan um i think it ties up some really good loose ends it gives us a kind of a feel-good story i know some people weren't a huge fan but you know screw those people i want it i liked it um we also got to have some schrader brow when we were there oh yeah um Speaking of and then the foods, fan, yeah. Speaking of which, fantastic in the ex- experience, great. All right, go ahead, Stu. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Speaking of which, uh, when are we gonna go back there? Because like, we need to go back there. That is true. That is true. When? What's another like? I feel like cats. they really excel <laughs> when it's no. <laughs> well, I guess I feel okay. like they really. Oh, oh, the specialty drink would be hairball. Oh God! You know they do have special. Tell, I will say this though. I think the only way you're going to get me to see Cats is if it's at Alamo Draft House. Well, I guess it's decided. We're going to <laughs> go see Cats at the Alamo Draft House. All right, guys. House. I know that you guys really want us to review 1917, but we're going to postpone it for another week because we're going to review Cats next week. Here we go. Because we're going to go to Dose and a Half Cinco's is going to the Draft House to see Cats. Wow. <laughs> Wait, do that again? I'm sorry. I don't think it picked up on... On, on my end. You have to do that meow one more time. David? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> David, do you know what cats sound like? Meow. Meow. <laughs> Closer? Yeah. Closer or further? Colder I mean, we don't, have four, we don't have 45 minutes, so let's uh, we'll put <laughs> it in the can. Cat sounds like. That's a good one. So. All right. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're actually going to... Are we seeing cats? No. Yes. 
At least not this week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't think... I think this is the only chance. I don't think it'll be in theaters in much longer. It's it's slide from, like, it's 95 million. I think... Okay, based on them trying to recoup all the money that they spent, the $95 million budget, it should stay in theaters for the rest of the decade. (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on. That's the only way you're going to get $95 million back. Hold on. Dude, it's only... The budget's actually higher because they actually fucked up on the the cgi and they had to submit a second version <laughs> all right well let's just let's just benefit the doubt five million dollars for the re for the re you know relaunch okay <laughs> right now they are at, they are at, we'll just we'll call it a cool 100 million dollars they are 25 percent of the way there Woo! and they are already at number 10 and sliding so quick Actually, I know that we've been try- I've been trying my best to stay out of like sliding past like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, but I really want to see how far Cats goes before we just see it disappear. <laughs> it- so right now it's at 10. Last week it was at 8. Uh, I don't think it debuted at number 1. I think it debuted at number 5 at most. Might have been the highest it was. Does that mean we're going to have a-, a Cats watch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> like... Uh, your cat your cat watch of the day update is it is now at number 75 <laughs> it is at two theaters one that is next to a pet smart that's it <laughs> I'll, I'll i think we'll have to i think that might become a bit for a little bit but um so but yeah um yeah i think for me if another movie that i really enjoyed that you, yeah, that really we didn't see, review I, that we didn't review yeah here it comes because you told us El Camino. So what's the, the other one? It's Angry another Birds. Netflix movie, <laughs> The Irishman. Really? Oh, okay. We didn't review that one. That's true. Um, that one I I liked it because I got to see it with my dad. My dad like kind of like lived through that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So like I kind of got some insight from that. It was like almost like having like director's commentary. He goes, "Oh, I remember blah blah blah," and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool," but. But I will say this is the one thing I didn't like about it. It's three and a half hours long. Holy crap! Yeah, it was but a bit thank long. God it is on net. It's on Netflix, right? It gives you a chance to be able to kind of like. Um, but it was actually kind of cool to kind of see all these uh, these older um, actors kind of come back. You know, De Niro, Pacino, yeah. um, the gang's you know, back. Yeah, I mean, the gang like, does Jimmy Hoffa. Yep, and Scorsese. Sorry, but yeah, no, fantastic movie. I definitely enjoyed. Um, I think I had to break it up into like one hour stints because I, I just couldn't do it at one point. I was like, it's not over, but still enjoyable nonetheless. Um, I was really sad I didn't get a chance to watch Abominables. I'm sure <laughs> Abominable. I'm sure that probably would have been it. Wow. You mean you didn't? Right. You're really sad you didn't get a chance to watch Abominable ten more times? Is yes. what you meant to say? All right, I'll be honest with you guys. It's <laughs> actually Abominable. <laughs> Wait, where does Angry Birds two land? <laughs> where does it land? Where does it roost? <laughs> oh, this guy. Nine out of ten. Wow. Better than Skywalker. I mean, that's not a hard bar to clear. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I set that up too well. Stu, where where are you at? Shit, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) That's fine, okay. All right, let's move on.
still okay. going back. Oh. Oh, excellent. All right, so we discussed that we're going to go see cats. <laughs> see, we have the show times. Sorry about the tickets. All right, see you guys there. Why am I the only one going? Where did everyone go? Don't don't expect any Venmos from me. It's too. You keep ignoring my request. This is your. This is. This is. This is your own problem now. Stu, where are you? Um, it's fifteen minutes in. Where are you? I'm in. I don't. I'm in the. I'm in the lobby. I'll be right there. I, I'm, I'm in the. I'm, go I'm, I'm I'll meet. I'm gonna go to the bathroom first. <laughs> I went home. I never showed up. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a dump. <laughs> All right. And that does it for our box office rundown for this week. Let's jump straight into our movie of the week. That is Uncut Gems. Ben, what do you got for us? Manchild Billy Madison has been a spoiled rich kid all his life, spending his days <laughs> drinking and partying. His life changes suddenly, however, as he finds out his true calling in life, professional golf. Tragedy strikes during his pro career when his fiance leaves him at the altar, resulting in a downward spiral and a change of profession. A wedding singer. His new career path is short-lived, however. Desperate and needing to pay the bills, he enlists as a water boy for a local college football team. During this time, he also adopts a little boy to prove himself that his life is not in shambles, while also (laughs) performing his angelic duties because his father is the devil and his mother an angel. Finally, his life hits its peak when he purchases a jewelry store where a chance dealing has come face-to-face with Kevin Garnett in a meeting that will forever change his life. Wow. Yeah, we went through the whole gambit there. Yeah, that's, the whole Adam Sandler MCU. Where do we MCU. even start with that? But, yeah, if, if, if everybody was following that, great. If you didn't, go uh, double-check and all that stuff. And my, <laughs> all right. My favorite line from uh, Uncut Gems was, Dat Veronica One piece of face. Him and her got it <laughs> all right Stu, what are your thoughts on uncut gems um it was i think ben clued me in on this before i saw it and i have to completely agree with him not to step on anything he might say but it it was a really good movie but it was very stressful i was stressed out the entire time i was having like anxiety attacks panic attacks Okay. Like, like, well, obviously not real ones, but like miniature ones in my head. Um, well, what was it that was making you so anxious? Just like, well, I don't, I don't want to say spazzy it's a, he it's was a, or something. It's just I don't want to say anything right now while we're. Oh, the situation he the kept putting himself zone. in was like yeah, the situations he kept putting himself in. Yeah, like, oh, I was I couldn't even imagine like like trying to like line up in, everything perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but let's not okay. go. Let's not go. I won't sure. say more than that. Yeah, well, but, I mean, it, it's like his chance encounter, right? Like it's a once in yeah. a lifetime kind of thing. So, yeah. all right. What about you, Ben? What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed the movie. Have to agree with what Stu said. Extremely stressful movie. And uh, I guess without going into any details, what really did it for me were the little details of the movie. You know, like uh, a, a lot of the film was just 
everyone talking over each other like it could be just a completely innocuous moment you know something about them you know just hanging out just shooting the shit but just the way that everyone is just always stepping over each other and there's like no dead silence in the movie you know it's always adam sandler just say like always talking you know always doing something fidgeting around and it's just like oh god why because you know any little thing he does just digs him deeper and deeper into a hole you know (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I yeah. really enjoyed the film. Like for me, it's like an eight out of ten. Okay, and Stu rating? Uh, I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it an eight and a half. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, for me, I definitely got that sense that it's this tense, this tension that just permeates the entire movie. I actually had no idea what I was getting myself into, based on, um, based on the trailers that I saw. I completely went the complete opposite direction i thought what was going to happen i really thought that it was like about running drugs uh, so i was very ex- i was very excited to see what actually was taking place and um as uh, someone who's a you know a sports fan definitely really enjoyed that and got that angle out of it um did you guys hear about the the uh the twitter like kind of flame that happened after this movie got released that people were complaining that um you know, this I don't think this is really much of a spoiler, but I think this is kind of funny and tongue in cheek. Is that um, they were mentioning on online that people were saying he says that at one point he wants to turn to ESPN, but on the TV screen it actually is TNT. Oh. <laughs> and but in my head, I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it, but at the same time, like some people they just refer to anything that has anything to do with sports as ESPN. Right, they're just like, oh, just turn on the ESPN, right? Um, so, like to me, I was just kind of like, meh. I guess that really doesn't count, but I know I'm digressing. So, um, the movie for me, I definitely gave it an eight out of ten. Surprise ending for me, for sure. Uh, we'll definitely, definitely t- talk about that in the uh, spoiler zone. Really enjoyed it. Definitely tense um, for reasons that I was actually not expecting. Right? It's just, man, what. I did not expect Adam Sandler. I know that you guys were telling me before last week that Adam Sandler has had some dramatic roles before and executed them really well. I don't remember the last time I saw him in a dramatic role. I usually really connect him with a lot of you know humor and comedy and stuff like that, right? Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh, Waterboy, um, you know, The Wedding Singer, that kind of thing. But this was a to me was a complete different side uh, to seeing him. So. Definitely exciting for me to see that, and I think he knocked it out of the park. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, I have a I have a coworker who is kind of saying like he didn't he didn't he actually doesn't like Adam Sandler's like co- comedy stuff, and he's never seen any of his dramatic roles. So I sh- I need to tell him like, dude, this one is like Adam Sandler, it, dude. Yeah, yeah, it'll he'll definitely surprise you. He definitely has a lot more. Um, he definitely has a lot more scope than people sometimes give him credit for. Because I always thought, oh, he's just a funny guy, right? And he can't... I thought this was going to be just some like a funny movie or a comedy. Because I didn't really pay attention too much to the trailer. I saw Adam Sandler. I saw Kevin Garnett. And then that's pretty much it. <laughs> and then I bought my ticket. <laughs> I was like, I was sold. What else do I possibly need? And I was like, what does Uncut Gems mean? So, um, you know... But yeah, um, any other additional thoughts? And if not, we'll just jump straight into the uh, uh, spoiler zone. Uh, I actually had a quick question for both of you. Um, I mean, you, sure. you, you both grew up watching a lot of Adam Sandler stuff, right? Like films, his stand-up, all that. 
Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually seen his stand-up, but yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, what, was it kind of difficult for you going into this film, like, separating the two? Like, when you see Adam Sandler and him, you know, performing or giving some sort of... Uh, some sort of line like uh did any of those like funny bits stick out to you and you couldn't separate it from like a past adam sandler performance not for me um i think i've it's he's kind of had like a even in his comedic roles in some movies there was kind of seemed like there's kind of a transition where his movies were like became like part kind of like like uh dramatic not dramatic but not not the typical comedy like there's like an epiphany that usually happens and usually it's at a low point of the movie that's what you're talking about right where yeah. it kind of like gets a little bit serious and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of wakes up the character i i mean i don't want to spoil any of the other you know movies for everybody else but i mean it's usually something that's pretty tragic that'll happen yeah. and then that switch will happen and then that's when that like you start going going back towards that apex with the uh with the story kind of getting right. more feel good and that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're asking if I was having trouble not picturing him as the wedding singer or water boy, uh, the answer is no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I also felt kind of the same. I was thinking that I wasn't going to be able to, especially at the very beginning, you kind of get introduced to this, uh, you know, his character Howard and the way he is, I was thinking, Oh, this is going to end up leading to like this one thing where we're just going to be, uh, I didn't know where, where it was going to go. And so I was just like, all right, give it a couple more minutes. Maybe it'll kind of, you start to get this like fleshed out idea of like what he's trying, like who he's actually portraying. And it kind of like changes. I think at one, at the very beginning, once I saw the way he was, I thought it was going to be like something that was going to be really funny. And then slowly but surely it kind of started to evolve and, and kind of get, it kind of draws you in, right? That suspense, that, that tension, really draws you in and you have a hard time like letting go um you know you guys were talking about the tension i actually at one point uh wanted to double check to see if this was a real like a real like a real life life story yeah um like halfway through the movie not gonna give it away but i literally like googled like part of it and then i was like (laughs) oh it's you know not 100 percent you know true so um but I think I've seen enough of these, uh, seen enough of these like suspenseful films and you know uh, stories about you know uh, the ride of your life kind of thing um, to know that like oh most of the time it's like pretty close to real life or something like that and that was what was making me more anxious. I was like oh my gosh what happens to this guy? I could I I actually couldn't take it. I had to find out if like whatever happened at the end was real happening. So um, I. I don't know. Like, I was just like so nervous for him. I felt like I was literally just standing there watching him and just like going, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> I was rooting for him really hard. So, yeah. hey, David. Hey, David. What, what, why'd you have a seat over here in the sport, in the sports line? Why'd you have a seat? Oh, okay. I'll come over. Wow. Uh, you know what you're doing here uh, tonight? <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, this movie's just... only uh, a few days old, right? Right. You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow um, so wow. We're, we're... Wow. <laughs> Wait. yeah someone someone will get what i was doing there <laughs> are you uh what's his name uh, chris hansen yeah yeah i'm hansen the boy band from the 90s in this boy zone yeah yeah 
All right, so since uh, Ben got to go first, too, I'll let you go ahead and kick us off. Wait, I think I went first. Zone. No, he, he went first with the uh, thing. All right, fine. All right, Ben, go ahead. Okay, uh, actually, I had a question for you, David. So um, I was definitely a little lost towards the end of the film. Well, I mean, okay. th- through sm- some small parts of the film, but definitely at the end of the film. Uh, can you kind of explain uh-huh. to us wh- what were the gambling propositions he had? Were yeah, like, what's a parlay? Oh, uh, do you want to hear about the first one that he hit he, or the second one? Any of them. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I thought parlays were when you agree to meet with the pirate captain. Uh, to... <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> no, you're, you're I not mean, serious. Are pirates you of the Caribbean has taught me anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Um, this is the reason why this was the thing that I had to check. I had to check. Okay. The first one that he was talking about was Kevin Garnett game three. Um, he put together a bunch of different things, right? He put together a point spread. He put together a, a players like parlay, a prop prop bet, a lightning lightning bet. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. I know what it is. Cause I've heard of people doing it. A lightning bet is pretty much you bet a thousand dollars for every, uh, it's a kicker that kicks in. The reason why he thought he hit really big. Is he had a six-way parlay, which which means that every single one of those like bets you are tying them together, and all six have to hit. You have to get all six for you to be able to get your payout. So it just increasingly make it more and more difficult, right? So it's like let's say if I say, oh, I bet I bet you that the um, the 49ers win the Super Bowl, right? I'll give you even odds on that, right? Super Bowl probably means that based on whatever they're at, they're at two to one, right? For every hundred dollars that you you I put in. You pay me out two hundred if I win, right? If I don't, you I surrender my bet to you. So, but the parlay is you put together all these six things, and depending on what the odds are. And David continued to regale the other Cinco's with tales of gambling, parlays, and all manner of piratry. Whilst the other Cinco's nodded and smiled, they neither knew of what David spoke, nor did they feel they understood any more about the subject than before they began. Nevertheless, the Cinco's persevered, so we may now rejoin our heroes in the tale of the Dose and a Half Cinco's and the Uncut Gems. I was like, so, um, in general, yeah, I don't want to, you know, take too much time talking about that, but for me, that was the most interesting part was seeing somebody else, living, living it through somebody else to see them ride it big and actually hit a couple times but unfortunately it didn't end the way i was hoping it would has kind of a bittersweet mm-hmm. ending they hit the bet but yep, he doesn't get to enjoy because it. he is and we're on the spoil zone as a reminder uh because he is shortly thereafter shot in the face um which in my yeah. when i was watching it i'm sitting there going like it might not be fatal he might still be alive so i have th- <laughs> uh, in my head there's no. a <laughs> there's a stinger there's a stinger where he like gets up in the in the ambulance or something. He's like, "Oh man, Adam Sandler stuff." I don't know. He says says something Adam Sandler esque, but yeah, he he was probably dead. Yeah, and and I thought it was really crazy that this guy got pissed off so much, even though he was supposed to be like a goon, right? That like he got pissed off because he got stuck in there, even though he's about to get paid. Well. $1.2 million. I'm sure he would have probably given him, like, oh, and besi- and when you hear Vig, Vig is percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably figured that part out. 
right? He goes, oh, I need a 15% oh, okay. VIG. Maybe that's what he said. So, Well, uh, I, I think, like, uh, what I really liked about this film wasn't just the tension and the whole plot of it, because it was really good, don't get me wrong about that, but there was also this, uh, this more high-concept part to the film about, uh, well, self-worth and the worth of others, right? It, it, it kind of permeated throughout the film. It, was, it started off in, when uh, they showed those miners digging for the opal, right? And how this guy's like, mm-hmm. you know, his bones sticking out, and they just, you know, get back to work pretty much. And like the form, the former or the foremans, they didn't really care, you know. They they just want the opal, and this opal, you know, it's uh, it's valued by Adam Sandler because of how much money it can get him, and Kevin Garnett values it because he <laughs> believes there's some sort of mystic power to it, right? And then I guess Lakeith Stanfield, I don't know what his character's name was, I can't remember. But he valued it because of the kind of audience it got him with. You know, it got him close to Kevin Garnett. So a lot of this was, yeah, uh, pretty much how you view others and how you value yourself. And uh, Adam Sandler pretty much spelled it out towards the end of the movie, right? He's like, hey, you know, you value yourself by, you know, the number of plays you get, how well you do in the game, how people treat you based on that. I value myself by, you know, how how much I win my, my bets. You know, it, it turned out, it turns out like his whole justification for making all these crazy gambles and like just trading off everything that he could is just so that he can get that thrill, that, that feeling of being able to, to gamble something away and prove to himself that, yeah, I'm a smart guy. I was able to pull this through, you know? So like that game, when they were talking about that parlay about how he had to get the tip off, right. And how that was like a 50, 50, like his whole gamble could have been like shot right at the beginning of the game according to what david said right so uh that whole thing is just him proving to kevin kevin garnett like hey you value you have value to me and i want to prove myself that i'm valuable to everyone else and it it goes even further than that you know You, you you get like these images of like adam sandler's kids throughout the movie and how they really look up to him and they try to mimic everything he does and yeah but, his kids are even betting yeah his kids are even betting they, they, they actually had genuine affection for him and they actually you know looked up to him and his and that girl i can't his, remember her name his girlfriend his side his side chick yeah yeah she holly i can't remember but pretty much she was demonstrating a lot of love and yeah, affection very... for him right like and it wasn't fake you know they, they they went through a lot of effort to show that she was actually right. you know attracted to him and wanted him it wasn't something fake because you know that the whole scene where he's hiding mm-hmm. out in her closet and everything i, I actually thought that you know, it was going to show her like doing something like yeah like some other dude or something, or something but it was actually showing her yeah, yeah but she was just like yeah. just yeah you know rubbing off to him so it was just like all right so oh, julia julia there you go yeah so um the, a lot of the film was her saying i love you to him and he wouldn't say anything and then finally when she you know, demonstrate her value to him and said, like, hey, you know, like, we won the bet. Then he says, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then, of course, at the end of the film, that's what I wanted to get to. So the the goons, the henchmen, right? Like, sure, they're getting a cut of it, whatever. But it's their self-value, it's their value, right? They, um, what was it? Uh, Howie's brother-in-law? That's that's who yeah, was the, pretty much yeah. the... Arno? Arno, yeah. That, what, that was his I thought it was right? his 
Yeah, his yeah. brother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's his brother. It's his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Like he's he's not. Yeah, in law for sure because you didn't marry. I remember my they were saying like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's not. You know, at least you didn't marry my daughter. Yeah, that's the line. Okay, well, his brother-in-law, right? He. It it's weird because he. It, it seems like he demonstrates like hatred and love for um, Howie all at the same time. You know, he hates that he's taking advantage of him, stealing his money, and he has to show some force to get it back. But at the same time, he's always like really hesitant. You know, he could take it further. He he's always apprehensive when his henchmen like do something violent against him. So it, it seems like he's a little remorseful and uh, in that sense. But his goons, you know, they're getting fed up with this. You know, they have to do this all day, like do this little song and dance for him. And like, it, it seems like Arno just doesn't respect his his workers. You know, he he's making him sit through all this. He knows that, you know, they don't have to be sitting in that bulletproof glass thing or whatever. They could do something, but Arno doesn't want to pursue anything. So at the end of the movie, when he kills both Arno and Howie, I think it was, you know, it kind of played up to the frustration. Whole yeah, it, it plays up to their frustrations, the whole theme of the movie, how they're just like at the bottom rung of society. And, you know, you know a lot of people don't see any value in them. So they're frustrated. They're angry. They, they kill everyone and just take whatever they can get at that point. So that, that's how I saw that that part of the film yeah that definitely sounds like it, it wraps up the movie pretty well just to be able to kind of talk about everything in general yeah especially with the opal i feel like the opal kind of embodied you know adam sandler's character kevin garnett like stanfield arno everyone you know it, it was uh something that held value to everyone but in different ways and people dying for it people uh you know just trying to do something for the opal it, it, it was interesting What about you, uh, you Stu? What what stood out? I, what stood out? I think the thing that stood out the most to me was, and we got I got to give, well I got to give major props, and then I'm gonna take a little bit of props away to whoever casted this movie, because every pretty much all the side mm-hmm. characters, all like all the people he was making bets with, all the people he was getting like uh, he was there was people were fronting him money, everyone just seemed so like on a they seemed like very real and they also seemed like complete like sleaze bags at the same time like you know like everyone just had the same like look and feel to their the like like the the guys in the pawn shop uh the guy uh the goons uh even arno and then um there's like the, there was like those other guys that he owed money to but he was just like not fucking with them if you remember he's like the Oh, the guy yeah. who gave the watch to? Where he's like, oh, is it, oh, you brought your heavy? Uh, he's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, here's your watch. Yeah. Here's a watch. Go go away. Yeah. You can you yeah, pawn that for 30,000. It's a hierarchy of like, of like, you know, these just like, I don't know, these these types of people. But I thought it was, it was just really good. There was one person in the movie that, and they were only in it for a short time. It was very, I, I got to be like, what the fuck? I mean... It was they had a very Tommy was so Ian uh, kind of vibe, which was like his the guy that like in the beginning it was like his the guy that worked for him. But then he's like complaining to him about the guy oh, when he, the, the other guy when he um, first started opening up the, uh, the boxes that had the fish in it to get the opal out. Oh, oh that the, guy, the yeah. guy that was working for him. Yeah. How many times? 
did they have to like have him do his lines because it just sounded terrible to me like i don't know that was that was one thing that stood uh stuck out to me like so bad bad on him for me yeah. Oh, wow, that's but uh, and I, but I also want to give super props to uh, KG. Like, goddamn, he he, he was really good. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I was actually expecting him. You know, just let's yeah. just say a few lines or something in the movie. I didn't expect him to have such a big yeah. role in it, and not only that, but execute it extremely well. I mean, if someone went up to me and was like, hey, KG, can you play yourself in this movie? But we also want you to be obsessed about this mystic mumbo jumbo about this stone. And we want you to be like super obsessed right. about it. You know, like yeah. he really like he sold was, it. Um, towards the end, when he comes in to finally get the opal and he's like, he's telling uh, yeah. telling Howard or Howie, Howard, whatever. Um, he's Howard, telling him. Yeah. Howard, yeah. yeah. When I heard when I hear the word Howie, I think oh, God. Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Howie. Um, like when he he's he's getting into it with them about like you know what he's you know, all the stuff he's been running him through like you know you give him the opal and you take it back and then you're you're running up the auction on me and all that stuff i was like damn kevin garnett is like probably one of the best athlete actors i've ever seen yeah it, it was funny too because i i i can't remember which interview this was but there was an interview with him about this movie and they actually specifically mentioned his acting ability in this and they asked him how he was so good and he he just nonchalantly answers something along the lines of well i'm, I'm playing myself if i can't play myself well, <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing isn't it <laughs> yeah that was that was really good i was i was really surprised yeah. by that um and i think yeah, I think that was the uh, the other thing too. Uh, it was a little in this that the one guy who had, couldn't say his lines, um, and then the other mm-hmm. thing that was a little off off putting not off putting it was a little weird for me was the uh, the intro and, and outro music they used. Oh yeah, that was kind of it. It seemed like kind of nineties or kind of old, right? It was like it was like it was like like eighties sci fi. Which you know, I, I don't not that I have anything against it, but the combination of the two just seemed very weird to me. I, I think this whole movie felt very old school because it, it, I mean, not like old school in like a '70s kind of way, but like specifically mm-hmm. like '80s '90s vibe. It, um, it had that intro outro music like you're talking about, but it also had the opening credits, which I haven't seen in a really long time. You know, like you know they they do a montage and they give you know the billing for every actor mm-hmm. in it all the top billing you know adam sandler idina mazel you know kevin garnett it was just like it was really jarring to me i haven't seen that in a very long time yeah i think um those those are the, those are my two gripes oh man i forgot i was gonna do a, a, gr- a gear grinding scene uh thing but well what what got what grinds your gears what uh, grinds your gears it was yeah, I mean, it really has to do with like the the act of me going to go see the movie. So it was it's just more people buying tickets in close proximity to me when they didn't have to. And then oh. and then also also this was the because I know I've griped on that before, but here's a new gripe. Uh, not only did they buy, I'm pretty sure they actually bought the seats right next to me. But when the guy, it was a guy and his girlfriend, I think when they actually got to their seats and realized, oh, we, like like idiots, we bought tickets right next to someone when there's plenty of seats available. Uh, I think they sat one seat uh-huh. away from me. So 
thank you for that but then also wow. fuck you for like talking through the whole movie and also like it this is like a Damn. Uh, maybe like a a bulletin for any, all the couples out there who go see movies and uh think they're being sneaky but like little kissy noises are extremely loud in a movie theater so please don't <laughs> what about this i would have rather the them noises? be giving each other hand jobs than what they were doing or what about the slurping noise i'm okay with that what about the <laughs> but the kiss the little, the little kissy noises <laughs> he's like oh they're really enjoying the slurpy yeah. What happens if it sounded like inside the ramen restaurant, you know? Just like Then I'm going to get hungry and get some ramen. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be deterred at all. Just, just, just let him have his moment, Ben. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up? Uh, one minor one, but Letty did note, want me to mention this. Uh, she was saying that... She did not think this movie was that great because of one thing, and it was when that when that guy was or that that kid was asking for uh, Kevin Garnett's mm -hmm. autograph, right? He was uh -huh. he was holding a jersey, and I didn't notice this because you know I am oblivious to all NBA knowledge. But she said he was holding a yellow jersey, and she said that in all of Kevin Garnett a Lakers jersey. Yeah, she just said it was yellow, and she from her perspective any <laughs> the yellow. You know, any and all of Kevin Garnett's like past teams did not have any yellow in it, so well, that's true. Timberwolves and uh, Celtics. She said that unless he had some sort of weird like city edition jersey, that wasn't possible. So. Timberwolves throwback jersey, maybe. Yeah, that she had to knock off a point. Like, a few points for minus that. seven points. Yeah, that was hmm, interesting. Yeah, she, I mean, after we got out of the movie, she's like, "Did you notice that jersey?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Maybe it was a, uh, it was a, ooh, maybe it was a college jersey. Hang on. Ooh, Let me verify true. this because let's see. Jersey. Kevin Garnett. Ooh. He didn't go to college, guys. He drafted straight out of the high school. Maybe it's his high school jersey. Jeez. Oh, maybe. We're, we're really drilling into high school. Are we going to yeah. go to back to this elementary school If it proves Letty wrong, shit? then sure. <laughs> I see a picture of him at Michigan. Or it says Michigan, and they're yeah, they're Ooh. wearing yellow. Oh, admirals! So, oh, get fucked, oh Letty. Oh my god! Faragoo's <laughs> yeah. High School, nineteen ninety four, ninety five. Damn, damn. Signature series. Yeah, I'm sorry, Letty. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get dunked on. Literally. <laughs> <Right. laughs> that's all I got. I'm glad we. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Stu, any other final words? Final thoughts? uh nope uh i think uh, just to touch this uh to speak to one of the things that was really because i know i was mentioned how uh how much of a like anxiety attack this whole movie is <laughs> like as soon as like it's like as soon as he i think one of the examples is as soon as he gets kevin garnett's ring to like to as a trade for the well kevin kg holds on to the opal <laughs> he, pawns he it. fucking pawns it I and know, goes and makes a bad. I'm like the balls on this guy. Jesus Christ! I was just like, oh, thanks, kid. The absolute madman. Like, Jesus. I know. I know. How much can I get is, for that? That is some gall. But that makes you wonder. Some how gusta. did he get the Knicks ring? I'm sure probably very similar. Yeah. Situation. You, you have to think like all that shit that he has has to have like come up from like some sort of crazy ass gamble, right? Yep. 
I'm sure he probably sold some like. I just thought it was crazy that uh, that all those watches that he owns that that are in that safe are all fake. <laughs> yeah, well, but I the mean, boxes, the boxes are the expensive part. Yeah, I mean they're all Lakeith Stanfields, right? That that's the really shitty part about it. it. Wasn't that they were fake and that he was pawning them off, but they weren't even his. They were Lakeith Stanfields. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I thought it was funny that, um, that he told him like he didn't care that he like. Like, yeah, it's whatever. The Rolexes are fake, but the boxes that they put them in are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish that we had gotten a chance to see that alternate, like, storyline with the other guy. The other goons. Oh. Oh, like the... the, the they owed me. The yeah, ones the, that the, he the, just... The, the weak guys. The beta ones. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they, like, showed up with, like, a real entourage? <laughs> and then? But I think that might have turned it into a comedy, so maybe that was a good yeah. that they didn't do that. Um... But yeah, I would have loved to to let them extend the movie a little bit after you know he gets shot, and he dies, right? I wanted to know what happened, what when she comes back, like what happened to her, right? Like when did she discovers that he's dead, and what she does with the money and stuff like that. I think that'd be great to see something along those lines. All right, well, uh, that pretty much will do it for our review of Uncut Gems. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, we pretty much know what movie is going to be for next week. That would be mm-hmm. 1917, uh, the movie that Ben wanted to be the movie of the, of the week this week. It's never going to happen. It hadn't come out for regular <laughs> regular release, and also the one for you know 2019. Um, so uh, we will review that then. That'll do it for us here at the Dos and a Half Cinco's podcast. As always, I'm your host David, and I'm Stuart, and I'm Ben. So don't forget to tip your Reiki masters, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.